Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. This is our first podcast in 2023, and um, I, I realized that I haven't tied a pair of shoes in about two years. <laughs> and I am the Champ, and my 2023 Bush League resolution is to do less. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, can you quantify that? Like, are you tracking what you're doing and what you're trying to not do now? Um, well, no, this is obviously loosely based, but what, what it really means is that the last two seasons post-retirement um, is that I've overstudied in terms of trying to analyze players, listen to podcasts, that type of thing. And it, it has diminishing results. And, and I figure if I go back to the times when I was working and didn't have the time, you quickly make decisions and you move on. You don't ruminate over decisions, good or bad. And because um, I, I feel like I, I don't really have a good handle on this. It, it, the more you play, the less you know. How's that? Okay. All right. More well, you... what are you doing? Slip on shoes? Aren't you a little bit, or you use, please don't tell me you're doing Velcro um, strap shoes, are you? No, no, no. I, I wear, okay. uh, I have three different types of sneakers. I have my work sneakers when I work at home, I have my kicking around sneakers, and then when I walk. So, but I keep them tied, and I just, I just put them on. I slip my foot in. Oh my God! Are you one of those? And and you, when you when you get back, you just kick off your shoes? No, I wear my shoes. Yeah, I, I wear sneakers. Uh, when I no, I, but I mean, you just like you don't take you don't untie. You just no, kick them off. I just yeah, I just take them off. Yeah. What and then, the hell? And then when I go, have to go to work, I have two pairs of loafers. I have black loafers and brown loafers. They don't have laces on them. And then uh, well, I just bought a pair of Crocs. I'm wearing now. And we'll slip them off. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna see how long I go without actually tying a pair of shoes. Okay, so maybe we can track that. We'll have Bill um, track that for you. <laughs> what, wait, why do you even have shoes on? Why not just have socks if you're working at home? Uh, I don't. I'm not a barefoot person. I, I always wear sneakers, or at least these Crocs are pretty comfortable. Like when I come home from work, I take off my loafers and put on a pair of sneakers. Yeah. All right, so here's where I'm going to ask all the, uh, the the Bush League listeners is, what should the Chief bedazzle his Crocs with? Yeah, what, what are they called? Not bedazzle. I, I, I don't know. Gibbets. I, I, you know it took gibbets. everything I could think of to yeah. use the word bedazzle, so I don't know what they're called. Yeah, they're called gibbets. Yeah. Yeah, that's they, a good again? idea. They're called gibbets. Gibbets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? I might be the first. I'm going to look online. Yeah. And and maybe have my girl send one to you. Yeah. All right. Wait. Okay. What, what does that mean? My girl send one to you. <laughs> Let's press on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're talking like you're a pimp. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what's so distracting your bush league. No, wait a second. No, wait a second. Let's, 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 let's go. Let's go back here before we get into any bush league stuff. You have recently, correct me if I'm wrong, are coming back from Florida, correct? Yeah, yeah, we got back okay. uh, New Year's Eve. So, so, so tell everybody the reasons why you went down to Florida and how you got there. Yeah, so it was it was kind of a it just came about through a conversation over the summer. One of my uncles and and aunts have a place down there, and he just said, "Hey, look, it, well, no, he was telling me, he said." I, I can't make that drive anymore. I hired someone to bring my car back last year. And I looked at him. I'm like, why don't you just grab me? I'm Christian, I'll take that thing down. So we took his car down the day after Christmas. And then we stayed four days and then flew back. Um, it was nice. He lives in one of those. He lives in Naples. So, and I, it's the first time I've ever been to Naples. But parts of it are just community after community after community like giant walled some 55 and over some not townhouse communities that that's exactly what they are yeah but the weather was great it was 80 degrees um went to a couple beaches went to the pool every afternoon then went out to eat and uh sat outside you know screened in porch because everything's screened in down there because of the bugs well it has to be yeah it it has to be there's there's only i mean you at least you went down during one of the months where it's inhabitable. There's only like three months out of the year that it's inhabitable. Um, 
But your, your drive down there, it kind of seemed like big, bad Leroy Brown, you know, with a custom uh, Continental and an Eldorado, too. Is that, I mean, I could just see you driving one hand with the pimpling going down there, and that was the whole point of my story here. Is that, right. What were you driving down there? Uh, we drove a uh, Toyota Camry S- Mini SUV, so not uh, all right. not, not So really. a Lincoln Continental. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> it was pink. It was pink. <laughs> nice. Oh, brother. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we, we had a good time down there. It was fun, and you know, I, awesome. I, yeah, we brought the, we brought some stuff down for those guys, and and uh, moved all his furniture out in the, out on the deck, and plugged in his little mini fridge, and did some other stuff around there well, just to help him out. What was the what was the drink of choice down there? Uh, we had wine pretty much, uh, just because okay. of where we were eating. Um, Okay. Although I will tell you that, you know, it's annoying. Some people are just annoy the bejesus out of you when you when you're at a restaurant. So we're at this pretty nice Italian restaurant. It was casual, but it was it was authentic food. It was it was awesome. The lady next to me orders chicken marcella and told the waitress who's like 19 to hold the chicken. And I were like, wait, did we just hear that? And the waitress said, so you want chicken marcello and hold the chicken? And she said, yeah, and then I want penny pasta. So I really just want the penny pasta with the marcello sauce. Well, she's trying to get the marcello sauce for her meal, and that's not on the menu. Marcello sauce is on the menu when you get chicken breast with it, not just because you willy-nilly want it. That's just so annoying. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so most things people do, particularly when you travel, um, and, and airports, airports you find very annoying and overly privileged people on, on, on those kind of trips. Yeah, I get very annoyed. Yeah, so, but other than that, it was, it was a great trip. We had, we had a good time. Excellent. Yeah, flights were. And you came, you didn't come back on Southwest, I hope. No, you still no, be down there? no, we okay. came back on American, a little choppy though, the whole way, both flights. So I think because of the weather you guys were having up here, because it, we when we okay. landed it was rainy and a little windy and yeah so, um, gotcha. yeah a little bit of a rough ride which I'm not real comfortable with in general, <laughs> but the takeoff and landings were fine which I really get nervous about so all anyway. right that's what's most important yeah, um, all right let, let's start with the bush league news we haven't been on here in in a month. Uh, actually, over a month we missed December. Um, so we we decided we, as in, sounds like me and you and a, maybe a couple other people, because I think we talked about this. The Bush League draft will be held uh, March twenty fifth. It's a Saturday. That that sounds about right because that's the Saturday before the season starts. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. Now the we do not have a location yet. All right. Do we want to save that for my walk-off rant? We'll, we'll or, save it. Um, we'll save it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying we do not have a location. TBD. All, All right. right. Okay. Um, are, are, are you starting to get excited? Like, this is the time after Christmas, right? You start uh, you start churning it? Yeah, well, no. Uh, it, it, it's really been strange because, as, as I've talked about the last couple of years, how my interest in baseball starts really high. It's the inverted bell curve. Yeah. And usually by after the All-Star break, somewhere in August, I get excited again about baseball. The excitement hasn't come back yet. All right. And, and, and maybe it will. Maybe once all of these administrative Bush League things get ironed out, um, I'll be a little bit more excited. But r- r- right now, um, I don't see – the path forward is murky. How's that? Okay. All right. Well, it's a little easier this year because we don't have the looming strike or walkout or lockout or whatever you want to call it. That's that's a really good point. Okay. So in 2020, you know, you had COVID 21, you know, still the specter of of COVID and where to meet. Uh, 22 was, hey, you couldn't plan it because of the strike. So yeah, this is going to be the first year. So whoever decides to do this, um, it's it's a lot easier than it was the past three seasons, correct? Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even twenty one was a little iffy. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So we'll, we'll we'll deal with the location 
notes later on the show. Uh, text talk. Uh, so Bill chimed in a couple times here. Uh, he says he doesn't have the trophy. Gave it to the Bearcats at the 2021 draft, which was two years ago. Well, if the Bush League trophy is anywhere on the Bearcats bar, you'll never find it because he's got so many. Okay. Uh, he's got so much stuff on his bar. Um, it's going to be it's going to be hard. So he better start looking now. So Bob Kirk's, I guess, apparently never had it in twenty. Yeah, it's go- you know what? It seems to have gone missing uh, a couple of years, and it always seems to come back to the Bearcats. Okay. We gotta we gotta fix that. Okay. Um, and then you know we, you and I talked about that uh, Bryce Harper Max bid thing, um, and and you know this was last month. I was re- hearing one June he could start hitting. Uh, still couldn't play the field till you know maybe the first of August. Uh, and then Bill chimed in two seventy five if a one June return if it was guaranteed right come back one June one one June um, yeah but the, there's other rumblings and I heard this too that maybe he won't be back hitting in the lineup until one July yeah um, Bill pretty much fell where I did around that two seventy five mark if you could guarantee um, just missing two months. Anything later than that, and the price falls off for me. And you made a really good point uh, about keeping him for the following year, because certainly, if your price price point is let's just say 250, then um, it would only increase to what 275 or three dollars or something like that for the following year, which would be a bargain. But uh, for us managers that are win now, mm-hmm. um, that's that's a little bit heavy for me to pay. Yeah. Um, it, it is a nice if, if he can hang on even at let's just say even at 275 he really doesn't come back until one July but if he can hang on that's a nice little addition to your lineup July August September yeah it's just it's just, just tough. you know yeah. it's a lot it's a mm-hmm. lot to spend now yeah. you know I could be serious about this or I could be playing the crowd who knows you don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> well b- based off your intro you're not sure what you're doing so. I, I really don't know what I'm doing, honestly. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he mentioned about the Mad Elf. He, he thought it was a good assessment of it. It's a really, really good holiday season beer. Um, and then he found this Rocafort at his, it says, in my local liquor store, a couple bucks. He has, three, you know, $3 signs by it. But uh, we, we got a caveat that he lives in Maryland, um, and they sell liquor on the side of the road. So... Um, <laughs> I'll have to make my way down there again and look for that. Because uh, well, I'm not that far here. from Maryland to, to look look for it. How, how far are you from uh, the borderline? Uh, no more than 40 minutes. I can get to Cecil County College in 35 minutes. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And one of the things we had talked about in terms of over the holiday is that you were going to try. You, you did, did you try the Mad Elf? You did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and did you like it? I did, yeah. I talked about it in, in November. I, I really like it. Yeah, I, I think it's okay. a I think it's a really good seasonal beer. That that's yes. what I like about it. Yeah. Okay. It's got it's got a good bite to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. So I, I think it's nice that Trogues puts that out just once a year because it makes it special, right? You, yeah, uh, and and yeah. and there's there's no shortage of it like there was ten years ago. And yeah, you know they start putting it out around Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think they do a good job with that. I, I enjoyed it. And then, um, uh, World Cup. Of course, I saw the, the, the championship game, um, with the Bobs, Bob Gerard and Bob Kirk, where you, you joined later on. And, uh, that was interesting. I, I watched the last, well, no, I watched the shootout at that. That's what I watched. Yeah. All right. So, um, it, Listen, it was a spectacular game. If you couldn't get excited, at least not about the sport, but just for that particular game, it, it, is, it was one of the, the best games that, that, that I've ever seen um, in, in that kind of setting. You know, Argentina going up two goals to, to nothing, and then France storming back to, to tie it, and then they go into extra time. Argentina going up again. Um, France scoring, uh, Mbappe scoring another goal, 
to tie it up 3-3. And then um, it looks like they almost had had the chance to win it in extra time. They, France, and then it goes to shootouts. And, yeah, it was it was just a spectacular ending to a a, a very uh, a very well-played World Cup um, in a absolutely horrible setting. And hopefully they'll never go to Qatar or we'll never hear about that country again. Why is that? Why, why do you say that? Uh, just how they treated – well, Let's take a step back. The the country itself, there's only about, what, Mm -hmm. 300,000 citizens there. Um, Most of them are are, are foreign citizens. And um, there were lots of reports, number one, of, of, of migrant deaths that were working on infrastructure in Qatar in, in order to, to, I've been there, and I've been in there in the summertime, and it's uh, thank God they didn't play it in the summer because most of the people couldn't sit there and watch a game. Um, so tell me about it. It's tell, hot. tell me about being there. It's hot. <laughs> and I've only been at the base, so I, you know I, I really didn't venture out. But you know when you go through customs, they are a little, um, yeah, I, I uh, yeah they. They're a little rude when I've been through customs a couple of times. I've had to get and, – and Rick could probably talk about – I had to get, uh, uh, you know, aircraft assets through their customs. And they they, they, they'll, they will cancel it or stop it if it's got, like, dirt in there, sand. It, it's, it's a nightmare trying to get a kit of air, aircraft parts through their customs. I literally had to climb in and, and wipe the whole thing down and then put everything back in. Yeah. And you're like, come on, man. It's sand. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. We're paying you to come over here to defend you. So let's, yeah. Um, but I think they're trying to mainstream. I think they have a golf tournament. Um, I think they have a pretty big airline now. Yeah. I think they're trying to get. Get further. They're trying to distance themselves from the radical. Yeah, it's called sports sports washing is what they're doing. <laughs> All right. Seriously, yeah. that's the term. Yeah. So hey, real quick, the extra time does that only yeah. happen when it's tie, or do they play extra time if it's like if it would have been three two? Did they say hey, we still have some extra time to play? Uh, well. There's there's two different things. There's extra time and injury time. Um, you know, one of the stupid things about football slash soccer is that you know the, the clock counts up to, to the 90 minutes, and then they add extra time or injury time to that. Um, but it, the only reason why they had two 15 minute periods is because they were in the knockout round. Um, if okay. this were the qualifying round, yeah. they would have just ended in the draw. Ended. Okay, good enough. Yeah, I understand that. All right. Spent a little bit too much time on soccer, but that's fine. Um, yeah, we're, 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 what, 20 minutes in? We haven't even talked about baseball news yet. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, the transactions. Um, so I, I have, and you have it up as well, the free agent tracker here. Um, and I'm, we're just going to stick with the National League. Carlos Correa, uh, is that deal done? Uh, I don't really know what's going on there, other than the fact that apparently the Giants – Thought that they had signed him um, pending a physical, and um, then the Mets uh, swooped in and signed him. And I say, good for the Giants because I, I, I think this guy is going to be vastly overpaid for the health risk that he is. Yeah, and I, I and I think the Giants got nervous on the amount of years, and that's why they backed out. Um, 
I think he's definitely worth a three or five year deal. Uh, you probably get that out of him, but I don't. I don't know about ten. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but so, the, so let me ask you something here. Yeah. Um, so you don't like the, you, you don't uh, agree with the ten years, but what about uh, Steve Cohen and his spending um, for the Mets? Just like, hey, I'm going to spend whatever it takes. Um, good thing or bad thing? Well, it's a good thing if you're a fan and you the Mets have a shot to win it now. They do, right? Um, you know, when you're a fan seven years from now and you're you're saddled with all this debt and corroding players and players not even in uniform that you're still paying, I, I don't know if it's such a good idea. I mean, I think, I think there's got to be some sort of balance of spending money in the here and now and being mindful of the future as well. Yeah, there's a lot of open pockets in, in the National League. Yeah, there are. Um, Mets, yeah. Phillies, Padres, uh, Padres that yep. type of thing. So yeah. it's it's either, you know, join the crowd or be left behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't sign this guy for a 10-year deal. I wouldn't sign the guy for a 10-year deal because he's, he's – I think he's on the downside of his career. I'm not saying he's but, not going to be good over the next couple of years. I'm just saying he's probably on the downside. He's not going to get better than he was with Houston. How about this? If you take his average statistics prior to signing this contract and his average years post, it's probably not going to come close. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I, I think the if they sign 10 years, I don't think it'll be in uniform after year five. Well, based upon this, um, it was a 12-year contract is, right yeah it's 12 315 million yeah. for the, the yeah. 12 years yeah and he's 28 now yeah it puts him at 40 yeah uh, I mean, he's not gonna play shortstop at least i don't think so i don't think lindor is going to move i don't know I, I i don't know who the better shortstop is to be honest with you i think they're probably pretty comparable so it, it, it's kind of like a uh, alex rodriguez light like when, uh, like when Rodriguez went to the Yankees and yeah. Jeter was there, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, although, yeah, Lindor probably doesn't have the juice that Jeter did, but um, no, they're, yeah. they're both light, lighter yeah. than than, yep. than the two Yankees. Absolutely, yeah. Although uh, from a Bush League standpoint, uh, I'm really glad he signed with the Mets because I have him on my reserve roster, and I think he's definitely worth. Ooh, I think he's definitely worth a free player. Or even well, if I to brought check, him up. You kept him on the roster the whole year? I did. Yeah, because I knew – I didn't think he'd sign back with the Twins. So I thought, yeah, let me just keep oh, him and see what happens. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, now it's significant. You know, before it was just a lot of fiddle-faddle. Now it's now it's taking yeah. on a whole new level of importance. So, you know, keeping him for a couple of years, I, I think, you know, he is who he is. He's probably a 20-homer, 75 runs, 75 RBIs, Damn, you know, a couple stolen bases. But, you know, for a quarter – 50 cents, that's a good number. Damn, good for you. Time to make hay. Yeah. Uh, Trey Turner obviously goes to the Phillies. We talked a little bit about that last month. I, or, or at least great, we had, yeah, it was great a great signing by the yeah, Phillies, right? Yeah, great signing. Yeah, that was a nice job by them. Uh, Bogarts goes to the Padres. Yeah, I'd rather have Turner than Bogarts, and the, the deals weren't that much different. Uh, no, uh, two million a year? Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, real quick, with, with Bogarts going to the Padres, I guess he's going to play shortstop. They're going to move Tatis into the outfield. What happens to Kim? Um, they could slide him over to second base, right? And then and then what happens to the other guy? I guess just move. Uh, move him to first base. Uh, okay, because they, they lost Bell. Okay. All right. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, they're still moving a lot. Of, they're still moving a lot of pieces around, yeah. but it yeah, it, some it can work. And mm -hmm. you know, good good for San Diego for for doing something like that, right? Just to say, hey, we want we want to remain competitive. If you're a fan, as you pointed out, this is what you've got to like. Not not the Pittsburgh Cincinnati um, yeah, yeah, methodology yeah. of well, mm -hmm. we're, we're we're too poor. Well, get the hell out then. Yeah, uh, Degrom goes to the Rangers. Whatever. Um, so, Dansby Swanson, seven years, uh, $177 million to the Cubs. He's 28. Uh, I think I would have, like, I guess it's the same value as Bogart, so never mind. Um, 
I'm a little surprised the Braves let him go, but I think they think Grissom can play shortstop. Yeah, and plus they've got to manage their their, their payroll a little bit more carefully, right? They're they're a uh, they're a corporation, so they have to be a little bit more um, responsible, if you will, than 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 owners that uh, don't have that uh, have that worry, like yeah. Steve Cohen. Yeah, and the other thing too is. Uh, and I'm not saying Swanson's a game changer, but it is nice to have Swanson out there. You have a shortstop, picks up the baseball, hits 260, puts the ball in play. You never have to worry about him. And now they got a, a not a rookie, but having a new shortstop on your team is is a big deal. A team that's you know thinks they can win the World Series every year. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you think about that signing by the Cubs? I, I, I don't know. Do what you know they're what the doing. Cubs are doing? No. Yeah. I. I I don't know if Swanson's a guy you overpay to attract someone else. I think Trey, I, I Trey don't Turner's know why you don't you give like Nico Horner a, a shot at, at being your everyday shortstop because you have Madrigal at second base, and you know you have Christopher Morrell there. That yeah. I don't know if they like him or don't like him. I, it's I just very odd. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, and he's not an attraction. You know what I mean? It's like, oh wait, Swanson signed with the Cubs. Maybe I'll think about going over there. Like it's. Not- <laughs> It's not that. You know what I mean? You overpay yeah. for Turner, then maybe people were like, all right, yeah, I see what they're doing here. Let me, you know, it's a little different. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Rodon goes to the Yankees. Uh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of years for Rodon. I don't know if I'm interested in that either. Nimmo stays with the Mets eight years at $20 million a year. Surprising? Uh, absolutely, but yeah. good for him. I mean, yeah. I like him as a player. Do I think he's worth that amount of money? Well, I guess the Mets do. That's, that's all that matters. That's all that counts. That's, yep. that's hefty. Yeah. Uh, Edwin Diaz, we talked about him. That was a good deal for them, um, considering what, you know, there's not many closes out there. Uh, all right, let's deal with your guy, Wilson Contreras. Five years, $17 million a year, uh, 30 years old, and replaces Molina. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I, I like the signing. I mean, look at the number of years. They got five years. Yeah, that's about for eighty-seven million. It's you know the average AAV of seventeen and a half million. That's if you put it, look at it from a financial standpoint. Uh, I think it's a good signing, and it's from a a, a need standpoint. Yeah, it certainly fits the bill. So yeah. it, well done. It's it's not going to get the Cardinals to the uh, championship series in the National League, but you know because of that weak division, they'll get them to the division. But it solidifies an important position for a couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And replacing a Hall of Famer and a guy who's, you know, who's performed. All right. Uh, Verlander goes to the Mets. Yeah. So let's talk about the Mets for a second. Yeah. With, with the Correa signing, with Nemo, Diaz, and and uh, Verlander. Yep. That's like three quarters of a billion dollars right there I tied up. <laughs> In one month. Yeah. Well done. Uh, two years. <clears throat> that's probably what you had to give him. Yeah, and and obviously this backfills for um, Degrom leaving. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, he, they, I mean, who knows? I mean, eventually he's going to start falling off at some point. But maybe you squeak another year out of the guy and get another year out of Scherzer and make a run here. Um, as, as a Phillies fan, what do you think about Verlander versus Degrom having to face them? Um. So with Turner in the lineup, I feel like uh, I, I feel like these guys are good fastball hitters. So I'm not real concerned about that. I, I think if um, I, I think they can go 500 against them if they sc- score some runs. I mean, it depends who's okay. pitching with uh, you know with the Phils, but uh, Verlander and, and Scherzer don't scare me like they you know seven years ago. Sure. Yeah, but you know adding Turner in that lineup's a big deal. Man. Like you don't have a lot of dead space in the in the in the lineup. No, and it's it's, it's even more important with uh, Harper being out for at least uh, yeah. two to three months. Correct. Yep. Um, let's see what else here. Tawan Walker. So gets, let's let's get, yeah, let's talk about that. It runs right into Taiwan Walker, doesn't yeah, it, for the yeah. Phillies in in terms of improving their pitching? Yeah. Um, I, I think I would have put made a push for Bassett, but. Uh, Tuan Walker is who he is, right? I mean, he's... Right, okay, so when I talked to the Sewer Hawks, 
um, he, you know, he had Taiwan Walker on his Bush League team last year and was yeah. really very excited about the signing. How do you feel? I think he is who he is. I think he's going to have 10 wins. He'll pitch really well at times. He'll pitch really be- poorly at times. I think he's an upgrade over Kyle Gibson. Okay. Um, but if if they were looking to spend that kind of money, I, I probably would have went after Bassett. I think he's probably a little better pitcher. Just, yeah. j- just my thought. Yeah, no. Uh, the Cubs signed J- Jamison Talion four years. He never panned out for what he was going to be. Thought everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah, his career has been um, riddled with injuries. Yeah. Um, possibly a good signing, but again, who who knows what the Cubs are doing? Yeah. Um, and the rich get richer with Jose Abreu going to Astros. Say again? The rich get richer with Jose Abreu going to the Astros. Number one, I'm surprised he's only 36 years old or 35 years old. I That's alleged. That. <laughs> yeah, he could very well. Usually with the Cubans, he had five years. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've had him in previous leagues, and I got to love the way he braids his, his, his beard. You know, that's awesome. Okay. So just based, just based upon that, that's worth a couple million dollars right there. Yeah, and he's not going to – I mean, he's not the guy anymore. Like, they, they're, they're loaded, and he's just there to, you know, do his thing, you know, 25, 30 homers. And, Kept knocking yeah. 100 runs in that lineup? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah. a perfect, it's a perfect signing there. It is. Uh, Robert Suarez, our man Robert. Not Josh Hader, but Robert Suarez, uh, who gave up the homer to Bryce Harper. <laughs> he said it's a five-year deal, and we're happy about that. Keep him in the, keep him on the mound. Um, <laughs> Mitch Haniger, anything? Um, maybe resurrect his his. Well, I can say resurrect. That's 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 a little bit harsh. She was hurt last year, so potentially uh, a good signing by by the Giants. Okay. Uh, Michael Conforto, anything? Well, we were talking about Conforto um, possibly signing. And, you know, the, the Giants are taking um, – I, I guess they feel like they have to do something, taking a little bit of a risk with – I guess Conforto is a little bit bigger risk than Hanniger, but both are coming off of, you know, injuries, and Conforto didn't even play last year. So, um, I, I mean, the, the, the Giants are trying, but – I don't think they're a playoff team next year. Yeah. Do you? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they also signed uh, uh, Taylor Rogers. Yeah. Um, who is you know Tyler Rogers' brother? So they have the Rogers brothers. Yeah, they do. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't this a guy the Brewers traded for Josh Hader? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Canley Jansen goes to Boston. Josh Bell goes to Cleveland. Uh, Jose Quintana is another big sign by the Mets. That's, you know what? That's a pretty good deal, don't yeah. you think? Two think years, $26 really million? Yeah. Yep. And I, I guess their park is big enough that can, he, you know, and he pitched well in Pittsburgh, so he can pitch well anywhere. Um, he pitched really well with St. Louis last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was, that was a good deal for them. Uh, oh, the Giants signed Mania, too. Wasn't too thrilled with watching that guy on a daily basis. Yeah, if you had him in any fantasy leagues, uh, he was just not only uh, maddening, um, I don't even know if you rostered him uh, throughout the end of the year last I, year because yeah, he was so bad. I don't think Casey did. I think he took him out. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he started off really well, and then he just got progressively worse. Uh, real quick, uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw, one year, 20 mil. Yep. Yep, that's yeah. fine. Yep. Uh, and then Cody Bellinger, one year, $17.5 million to the Cubs. Uh, again, who knows what the Cubs are doing, but a chance for him, here we go, to use the word resurrect his career. Yeah. Um, and that, that may just be like, hey, I hope he gets off to a good start so we can deal him. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, boy, the Angels signed Brandon Drury. Uh, brother. Um, I don't see anybody else of real significance down in here. No, we can, I mean, we can press on from here. Other other than for Phillies fans, what do you think about the Craig Kimbrell signing? Uh, I think he's kind of washed up. I, you know, 
one year, ten million. That's like minimum salary at this point, <laughs> right? Right, yeah, right, yeah. It, uh, yeah. What's the saying? There's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. Yeah, well, that's probably. I don't know if that's true. true. No, I I think you may be right on that. Um, all right, let's we'll go to the Hall of Fame thing. Um, so I have the tracker up here now. Twenty-five uh, percent of the ballots that are um, that are that are made known revealed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's 93 public ballots. Ballots. We still got some time, but right now Scott Rowland and, and Todd Helton do have the required amount. Billy Wagner and Andrew so, Jones are in the 70 percent. So let, let's jump back for a second. Um, how do you feel? Like last year, you used this ballot tracker, and and it was it was pretty close, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what what percentage of Hall of Fame yeah writers? Um, that are on the Hall of Fame ballot actually revealed. Was it half? Just as a rough percentage. Yeah, I'm looking at the – I have the 2021 up. Uh, okay. Uh, well, whilst you do that, and then um, oh, cool. as you're doing that, um, my, my second question is to you, um, shouldn't they all reveal? Or is, is this an old-school, new-school writers type of thing? Okay. Uh, to answer your first question, in 2021, 311 of the 401 were public. Wow. Okay. That's pretty. So that's that would almost get him into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, right. Seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. Yeah. Uh, as far as required, yeah, I, I think you should be required to to do that. I mean, when, when you write a uh, article, you put your damn name on it, and you write articles every day. What the hell's the difference? I I don't know. You should. You know, as I've said in the Bush League podcast before, I might not be right, but I can show you my work. Right. And, um, I, yeah, I, I think they ought to be. Uh, and there's some – the other significant name is Alex, Alex Rodriguez. He's at 44.6%. Um, this is, is – how many more years – oh, he has a long way to go. Yeah, he this has is a only lot. his second year on the ballot, right? Yeah, because yeah. we were all monitoring Bonds and Clemens. If Bonds and Clemens didn't get in, A-Rod doesn't have a shot. I, yeah. I'm surprised and, and, so many people are voting for him. Plus, he has that personality, right? He's just not a likable person. Yeah, but you shouldn't vote on that, though. I, I, I understand yeah. that, but, but... It's hard not to. They're all humans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you just look at the numbers, I mean, obviously, he should be in bonds, Clemens. They should all be in. Um, the ones that I find interesting and what I'd like to talk to you about... Yeah. His first year on the ballot is Carlos Beltran. First year, he's got 57.5%. Um, okay. Beltran's Beltran is like a Helton to me. I, I what think, does that mean? I think he's a really good player. I think he was an awesome player. I I just don't know if he was a guy who um moves the needle for me. To I, he's got twenty seven hundred hits. He's got five hundred sixty five doubles. Um. Three on stone bases, eight thirty-seven OPS, hit two seventy-nine. He's got fifteen hundred, almost sixteen hundred runs scored. He's, you know, he played twenty years. Twenty years, you should be at three thousand hits. You played twenty years. Here's the thing that I'm thinking with Carlos Beltran because I think he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Uh, I just wonder if how much he gets hurt because we have the the people like Bonds, Clemens, uh, A Rod that are um, victimized. By their own doing, of course, um, by steroids. Beltran, how much is he going to get hurt by the whole cheating scandal? Yeah. Uh, so you know, and being part of that. So these voters, and and that, and there doesn't seem to be a standard in which these guys vote. Right. And some of them, I think, they're the moral police. You know, they're, they're the moral compass of our society. These baseball writers, I, I. I if I didn't vote for Carlos Beltran, it wouldn't be because of the cheating scandal. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's never led the league in anything. All the years he's played. Never led the league in anything. Um, that doesn't mean he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's just something that stands out to me. Um, yeah, but he's he, he's got a pretty good start, right? 57.5%. 
first yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good start. The other one that I was going to ask you about is I bring this guy up all the time is Manny Ramirez. Um, do you think he's a steroid victim as well? I do. I, I absolutely do. And I, I think if you look at the percentage vote that he had last year versus his, his, his offensive numbers, I mean, his offensive numbers are, are of Hall of Fame quality, don't you think? Yeah, he has 1,800 RBIs. I mean, there's not – he has a 996 OPS. There's not many people that have 1,800 RBIs. Yeah. There's a handful. I mean, he, he, yeah, 555 home runs, almost – well, 1,800 RBIs. You said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I think he is a Hall of Famer. He hit 312 for his career. <laughs> That's amazing. Is that good? Three twelve, like I mean, I don't know if anybody cares anymore. But I look at a guy who played nineteen years and hit three twelve. Uh, Pujols didn't hit three hundred, did he? I don't know. I don't no. think he did. You know, he, yeah, of course they drop. You know, as they get older, but this guy seemed to maintain. I, uh, yeah, maybe it is a steroid, and it goes to your point of, uh, like, I like Manny. I, <laughs> I think he's kind of unique, quirky. I never had a problem with him. Um, right. But I can't stand A-Rod. And so my mind switches to Ramirez, even though he got suspended twice for steroids. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter go. to me because I like <laughs> Certainly. And, then, hey, that's just that's just part of being being human. Yeah. Um, but let's, can we go back for a second? Um, how, how did you feel? I, I don't know where you stand on Scott Rowland and Todd Helton. Okay. So let's let's deal with uh, – we'll, we'll deal with Helton. All right. Um Again, he is an awesome player, uh, one of the best players of his generation. Uh, he's got twenty. He played seventeen years. He's got twenty five hundred hits, almost six hundred doubles, fourteen hundred ribs, nine fifty three OPS. He hit three sixteen. Uh, I don't he hit three seventy two one year, but that was in two thousand. So that's when numbers were grossly inflated. Um, yeah. You know, you, you got to question the validity of that a little bit. Uh, after the age of 29, he never knocked in 100 ribs after that. He had like a five-year stretch, six-year stretch where he was unbelievable, and then he was, then he was good. So that's what, that, that's what I, I look at. From 98 to 2003, he had a lot of RBIs, and then after that he never had 100, and – only had 90 twice. So I, I think he declined pretty quickly. Um, um, I would agree with you. I, I think he just he just falls yeah. slightly short of a Hall of Fame career, don't you? Yeah. I, I think he had a five-year stretch where he was maybe the best hitter in baseball, and then after that he was a pretty good player. Right? You ready for this fun fact? Go ahead. I, I worked with his uh, sister-in-law. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. Like yeah, it. she was at one of the divisions in Atlanta. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Got it. Uh, yeah, because he's from down there, right? He went to Tennessee. Uh, I think he went to Tennessee, yeah, yeah. which, yeah, yeah. Knoxville's not too far from Atlanta. All right. And then Scott Rowland, you you bring up, right? Yes. All right. So um, I'm looking at – so when you think of Rowland, automatically you think defensive. I, I do anyway. I, I think he was a really good defensive third baseman. Um and he's got a 21.2 defensive war, which puts him at about 45. Not about 45. Puts him at 45. All-time career. Um, I don't know if he has the offensive numbers to, to, to counterbalance 45th all-time. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have higher uh, defensive wars than he does. And I don't know if he has enough juice on the offensive side. For me, you know, with the, uh, about thirteen hundred ribs, eh, I, I don't, I don't know. All right. So if you can do me a favor, um, I'll talk you through it. But could you compare him to Brooks Robinson in terms of numbers? And, and oh. while you're looking at that, um, you know, he 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 made most of his numbers with the Phillies and the Cardinals. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so we both got to see um, a good part of his career. And through through no fault of his own, this happens in baseball, that shoulder injury 
toward the end of his career really messed him up. And um, certainly if he was up for Hall of Fame nomination 10 years ago, 20 years ago, before the war metric and really bringing into account defensive prowess, I don't think he has a chance. I think he's going to get close. He's going to creep up to that line. I don't know if he gets in this year. And I'd like to know how he compares against uh, Brooks Robinson. Uh, Offensively, they're pretty close. Now, Brooks played longer. So um, we'll have to factor that in. Um, uh, What was Brooks's uh, OPS? Career? Yeah. Seven twenty-three. Yeah, see, that's really light, isn't it? But he had I six. Mean, he had sixteen Gold Gloves. Okay, so so I guess what I'm saying is, is is that defensive metrics really come into play, and defensive metrics today are even better than what they were back in Brooks Robinson's day. Because let, let's be honest, most writers, most people didn't see nearly as many games as we see now. So they were just going off what they had heard. And, you know, that continued to build upon himself, not to take away anything from him defensively. But if a person, and and, and this is always tough when you compare certain generations, you know, if Brooks Robinson gets in, should Scott Rowling get in? All right. So, and I get what you're saying about the previous gold glove voting. I, I get that. But with the defensive war metric now, Brooks Robinson is third all time career. What is that number? 39.1. Wow. Him and Belanger are two and three. Who's number one? No, is it Ozzy? Ozzy, yeah. Yeah, three yeah. and four. But th- and that's what I mean. Like, when I think of Roland, I think of defensive. And he was a really good defensive third baseman. I've seen him make really good plays. Yeah. I don't know if his offensive numbers, and when you look at the metric of 21, I don't know if his offensive numbers – counterbalance that enough and and when you and i I'll, now i think of arnado when you think of arnado you think defensive right away i do anyway and i think his offensive numbers are going to counterbalance any any shortcoming he might have on the defensive side for the war i i, I think they are so so you're saying he gets in i, I think he's on the pace of Arnado is on the pace of getting in. I'm not sure. I think he's better than Roland. If you also include the offensive numbers, um, it, he, it, he's got a higher he's got a higher WAR now. I, I, I watched um, Scott Roland not as much as I watch Arnado, and um, boy, uh, just watching Arnado play third base, um, he takes some risks, some plays that I think no human can ever make, and it's just. Absolutely incredible. Right now, Arnado has an 18.8 war defensively. Defensive war. Career. Defensive war? Yeah, defensive war. Yeah, okay. So that, that he's that's, he's going to pass Roland. Yeah. Right? He's going to be probably in the high 20s. And his offensive, um, his offensive is, is going to counterbalance any sh- – yeah, uh, I, 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 Roland's gonna pass. Or gonna pass Roland. I, I just don't know if Roland's offense carries enough. Yeah, just, I, I'd agree with you. I mean, through all of this, I think I tend to agree with you. Yeah. Then the other ones that are close are Wagner and Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones, um, and Sheffield. I'm not. I, yeah. I think Wagner is whatever. I don't. I. I. I Maybe I don't know closers. I, I look at dominance over a career, and I think Wagner was was really good. I, I just I just don't know. I, I, I think it was a year. There was a time when guys were coming out of the bullpen and just mowing people down, and, and that's not the case anymore. And I, I don't know what – maybe it was a year of a, – a generation of, of closers that came out. Um I, I don't know. I, 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 the guy really doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I, I'd agree. I, it's yeah. not. It's, it's a non-starter for me. Yeah, but he's he's pretty he's pretty close. And Andrew Jones is the other one. 
I, you know, I was never a big Andrew Jones fan. He always looked like he played too casually. Maybe that's because he was just so, so good defensively. But I, I just, I don't know. I just never saw it. I just. Uh... Really? Okay. Yeah. I, well, maybe I wasn't watching close enough. I, you know, I didn't watch. You know, I wasn't part of that whole TNT crowd and the Braves and the Tomahawk Chop and that type of thing. And that probably had. Uh, you know, I didn't even think he was the best. He wasn't the best Jones on the team. Well, he certainly wasn't that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and he only has he doesn't have two thousand hits. Yeah. He doesn't have four hundred doubles. They, they're strictly looking at his defense. defense. And trying to yeah. And he's twenty two overall. He's got a twenty four and a half. But I don't know if his offense carries enough to to say all right, like yeah, this is a Hall of Famer. You, you know. I just don't uh, know. I'm pretty excited to see his son, who was just drafted last year, to see him uh, come up through the ranks. Hey, was he, who, who was he drafted by? The Pirates? Um, no. I, I, I want to say Arizona. Arizona, okay. But I, I, but, but I don't know if that's correct, because I, I, I told you I get confused between, you know, playing stupid games and uh, what, what's reality. That's why that's why I'm doing less. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, he was drafted by the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, okay. So, he, you know, Andrew Jones' war is about where Bill Mazeroski is. Okay. And Bill Mazeroski is a Hall of Famer, but I don't know if his numbers are Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, that that, yeah. that was – yeah, he's lucky he got in when he did. Yeah. Uh, back in that, back in uh, that era. Although, I yeah. will tell you that well, Mazeroski has more hits. Hey, a game-winning World Series home run can do that for you. Especially when you hit it against the Yankees, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, Hall of Famer Gaylord Perry passes away. Tell me about him. What do you remember about him? Just the antics, right? The going to the <laughs> ear, the back of the neck, the the brim, his his pant leg. He had quite a shtick, man. And um, you know, I, I I don't know if you've ever seen the video. He was playing with the Mariners, and he struck out Reggie Jackson. And Jackson got so pissed, he threw out the Gatorade tubs and ice all over the place. And and it's funny how Perry just stood on the mound, looked at him, and he think like, yeah, now I got you. <laughs> now you don't know what's coming at you. So um, I, I just think he was – he was a, he, that guy was amazing. I think he was the first guy to win the Cy Young in two different leagues. Um, you certainly – well, I certainly love the way – he leaned into uh, that that whole thing by you know touching all the areas that uh, you know you could potentially doctor the ball yeah. and uh, yeah um, and you know I know later in his career that was that was the whole thing but as you talked about he won a Cy Young award um, back in what seventy seventy two yep. with the uh, with, with with the Indians after having a really good career what ten year career with the the Giants leading yeah. up to that yeah. And then he won his second Cy Young Award at, get this, at age 39. Yeah. With the Padres. With the Padres of all teams, yeah. So, yeah, it was 21-6 and six, uh, with the Padres, and they were 84-78. and 78. So he won a quarter of their games. Yeah, and, I mean, look at his career starts. There, I mean, there were years he was making starts in the, the high 30s, low 40s, uh, you know, pitching every fourth day, which – um, you know, it, we're never going to see those times again. He was 44 years old, made 30 starts. <laughs> Pitched 186 <laughs> innings. <laughs> oh yeah, God. 186 innings. There you go. And DeGrom hasn't pitched 186 innings in like three years. <laughs> this guy's 44. <laughs> Great point. Oh Great point. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, the other thing I was going to look at, uh, where am I at here? He only pitched the postseason once. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this was the time. And base, baseball, um, during his career, they were just starting to expand in 62 and then, you know, later into the 80s. But, uh, yeah, he missed out uh, on a lot of that. But yeah. certainly a, a, a baseball talent and a base, baseball character. Yeah, and it's, it's a little surprising that he was – Maybe teams thought he was done, but it's a little surprising he was traded so many times. Yeah. 
right? I mean, in 78, yeah. the Rangers traded him thinking he's done for Dave Tomlin. And the guy won a Cy Young Award the next, <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh, my. And this show you how old he is. So he was he was been traded for Sam McDowell for the Indians, like sudden Sam McDowell, Jim yep. Bibby, uh, Willie Montanez. Yeah. Like, th- there's guys that, God bless. Yeah, so it's... it's some great names yeah, on there. Yeah, great names. It's it's sad to see him go. We, we, we do not have a pitcher like that. And I, I think it, it would be nice to have someone like that uh, eventually again. I, I just I think it was so cool to watch. Yeah. All right, uh, I do have a Twib note this week brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, Our Town Brewery. In Lancaster, PA, it's this little bar, pub. They serve some food. Uh, went there over the holidays with Case and my brother-in-law, John. I had a brewer's intent. Now, they make their own beer there. Uh, it's a hoppy lager. Um, it's 5.6 ABV, ABV. I couldn't find it on the Beer Advocate. But I thought it was a – this was another one uh, that I thought was a really good gathering beer, lunch beer. I think I had two of them there. Um, I, I, I'm i really starting to like, and I think it's happened for a while now, but the, the hoppier the beers, the better I like them. That's interesting what you said. You called it a hoppy lager, which seems to be at, at odds. So it must have had an interesting taste. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has the hops in there, but I, I'd have to ask Rick what that what that is, the... The malts were Pilsner and wheat. Um, okay. Yeah, and it was it was strong. You know what I mean? You tasted it, and it, the, you felt the taste after you swallowed the beer, and yeah, it was good. I, I, I'm, I think I tend more to that now. Like the hoppier, the better. I, I, I do not like the citrus based. Um, I, I don't, I don't kind of favor them as much. Uh, hoppier, the better for me. I think I've mentioned this on lots of previous podcasts that your metamorphosis into a beer connoisseur now is is something to to marvel and behold. <laughs> look, look what you've done. look what you've done since you retired. Look at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud yeah. of that. Yeah, you're gonna need a new a new uh, uh, mentee. You know, you, <laughs> you're gonna have to find someone in your neighborhood or something. Uh, and, and I think that person is is Bob Kirk. Okay. Because when All we right. got together that yeah. Sunday before Christmas, he was, you know what, I, I I think that's part of his shtick is just saying that he likes lake beers. But I, I think he's the next person to kind of venture into uh, the different beers. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we don't have any podcast corrections or follow-up because can't remember what we said a month ago. Um, no, we don't make mistakes anymore. Yeah. Uh, All right, what are you walking off with? All right, so I'm going to play the bad guy once again. You know, I started talking back in August and September when you said it was early. Um, Here we are in January 2nd, and we're still looking for someone to host slash plan the 2023 draft and uh, if there's any interest in and the winter meetings. Um, You know, we got, what, less than 100 days before our proposed draft date, so – hoping somebody can can step forward um, and do that in in that same vein um, looking for someone to become Bush League treasurer which would mean um, booking the the uh, or paying CBS website and then you know distributing money um, collecting and distributing uh, prize winnings thoughts on that before I go into my next one no I'm all behind that I'm, I'm, a, okay. I'm a I'm a big space auditor supporter <laughs> I like that. I'm not sure if that was said with with sincerity or uh, if you were being sarcastic, but either way, I liked it. Um, my 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 other walk off is I, I guess my question to you and to the rest of the Bush League is I'm wondering and also hopeful if these new rule changes that baseball is implementing, if that will help baseball, or is it just going to slow down its downward spiral? Hmm. Okay, so what's to help me comment on that? What what, what rule change specifically 
are you talking about? Well, the two biggest in my mind is banning of the shift, mm-hmm. which um, I, I that one I'm not really as concerned about. Second one, and probably most important, is the pitch clock. Because okay. games, the three-hour games are just, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. Okay, uh, let me talk about the shift. Uh, I I get why they're doing it, but um, I, I wish they wouldn't. It's just going to promote more of this swing out off the back of your heels hitting and it frustrates me um although it's gonna help some players it'll help harper a lot i I think his average Mm -hmm. will go up um and he doesn't necessarily swing off the back of his heels I, i think he hits hard ground balls sometimes that are caught in right field and he's thrown out um yeah the pitch clock uh I, I'm curious to see how that works. Do, do you think it will help? Um, yeah, I guess it's got to help. It, well, it, it depends on, on what you mean by help. If, you, if it means help speed up the game, absolutely. Will it make the game any better? That's what I'm not so sure about. Yeah, I, and I think it would be a thing in the beginning. Uh, but once players adapt, I, I don't even think it will be – like football gets occasionally a, a delay a game um, when they're a little confused about, it. but they have, there's a lot of moving parts going on a field. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I think after this year it won't even be a thing. It, they, the players will adapt to it. Uh, All right. I don't we'll, know if we'll stay tuned to, to, yeah. to that. What are you walking off with? Um, so I, I had a couple things in mind and one was a little heavy. I think I'm going to pass on that. But when I was flying, when Christy and I were flying home, it dawned on me how many dogs people are bringing on these airplanes. I, got, I saw the, all these dogs walk around the airport on leashes. And now they're small dogs. But, you know, when did this become a thing where people can't leave the house without the damn dog? Well, where do they put them? I mean, like, it, it, it has to be heated in the plane, doesn't it? Like, to me, that that's concerning. If if, if I have uh, a dog on there, I'm concerned. You know, the way the way airlines handle baggage and customers, I I, I don't. Oof. Maybe animals get treated better. Maybe that's the point. Well, and they're bringing them on the actual aircraft with them, and they're sitting on their lap with what with a little in a little carrier. Yeah, I'm not. Talking I don't know about, if I've ever seen that before. Yeah, I, I, we were we were waiting for a flight out of Fort Myers, and I counted seven dogs in the airport when I was walking up and down the the terminal. What? Yeah, and that's what I was telling Christian. Like, wh- when did this become a thing? I, I I've never seen. I always thought that they had to go into the the hold area. Uh, the, these huh. people were were waiting to get boarded, and they're walking around leash. And they all had carriers with them. But I'm thinking, like, all right. So, what happens if you get delayed? Well, where are they? Where, where, is there a place they have to go to the bathroom? Are, you, are they just expected to hold it? Maybe it's another revenue stream for airlines. Maybe you have to book a, um, you know, like you can't hold them on your lap like like children. You have to buy a seat for them. Maybe that's the thing. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, and and all these dogs are small, but it's just going to take one person to bring on a pit bull, and then people are going to be like, yeah, I'm not getting on that flight. I'm I'm not getting on with a pit bull walking around. Well, they're not walking around the 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 aircraft while it's in the air, obviously. But yeah, I'm not. Like I I don't want to buy a seat, sit next to a freaking dog. Well, let's 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 be honest. That you know, uh, a lot of human behavior is worse than dogs. So well, just keep that in mind. <laughs> that's true. I mean, sitting next to a bulldog who's farting for two and a half hour flight. <laughs> Hey, when are we on next? Oh, boy. Uh, the 30th of January, you come back from Hawaii. Uh, we're going to do it Monday night, 30 January, Monday, January 30th at 6 p.m.-ish. All right. All right. Good. So we'll have Hall of Fame results that we'll talk about at that time. Um, hopefully, we'll announce who and where the Bush League draft will be. If not, we're going to have some – we're going to have words then. <laughs> well, that We're not going to be so nice. 
at that point, we'll be two mo- less than two months away. Yeah, we're under 100 days, my friend. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so let's leave everybody with that. Think about that, Bush League. <laughs> okay. Yeah, to the two people that listen. I guess we should send out a text too. Yeah, maybe. You know, I'll try. I'll, I'll I'll try and be a little bit nicer in the text, and we'll see. And we'll just ramp it up as we get closer to the end of January. Okay. Okay. All right. All right be I'll good, see Chief. Have a good month. See ya. Enjoy your trip. Thank you.